Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting. Today I'm with Brooks Minnick, owner of Bank Street Creamery. How are you, Brooks? I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me. No, it's my pleasure. So, Bank Street Creamery, tell me all about it. Uh, it's got a, a, a storied history here in Easton. It opened in 98, uh, just a year after Crayola opened. Oh, really? There, there yeah. wasn't anything going on downtown in those days until Crayola came around. And uh, it was started by Lynn Wallen. Um, and uh, I bought the shop from Lynn in 2015. She... Uh, Frankly, I don't know how she survived all those years. I think it was almost primarily on Crayola. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a seasonal business. She closed from November to March. And uh, when I took over in 2015, um, I decided to stay open all year long. Easton's, of course, changed a lot since 98. Sure. And yeah. uh, so we're open all year long, and uh, we're doing quite well. The, you know, uh, was that an immediate thought when you came in, just going, I'm going to go all the way and, and be open all year round? Well, I think that was part of it. Um, and the other thing was uh, I didn't have anything to do in the off season, so I might as well stay open and, <laughs> and test it and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, so, it, it, you know, it took a while uh, to build that off-season um, customer base. Mm -hmm. um, but once, you know, the Lafayette kids found out who we were, they were never really a customer because typically the shop was closed when the kids were here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... We did some promotions with the college and the kids found us and then, you know, just people in town and as Easton's become busier, uh, people figured out that we're here. And, and although we don't, um, we're not killing it in the off season, we're also not losing money. You know, it's worth being right. open. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, truthfully, you know, if people know that you're open, I mean, the, you know, if they know you're open, you're more front of mind than the places that close. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that when it, you know, it took a while, but I think that's true now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the I mean, it started back when Crayola started. Yeah, Easton's changed a whole lot. Sure did. Has has the other than the the, the times you're open, has the creamery itself changed, and if so, how? Um. It has. It used to be called the Purple Cow Creamery. That was its original name, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in. Um, in 2013, Lynn was threatened with a lawsuit by the Meyer Grocery Company in Michigan who had a trademark on Purple Cow ice cream. Oh, okay. I had customers in my shop the other day from Michigan, and they were like, oh, Purple Cow, we know that. And we, so I was talking to them about the ice cream in Michigan and the fact that the shop had been forced to change its name. Yeah. Lynn didn't fight the lawsuit. She just changed it to Bank Street Creamery. Um, I think the biggest change that um, I decided to make once I took over the shop was still purple. Oh, it had, <laughs> yeah. had a giant cow mural on the wall and purple cows everywhere. Right, sure. Um, and little yellow tables. It was very much focused on kids, which made sense because Crayola was the yeah. primary customer base. And the decision I made right away was to update the look to mm -hmm. fit the name. And also I had an idea that um, I didn't want to just survive on Crayola families. I was going to be open in the evening and the off season. Yeah. And I wanted it to be a place that felt um, a little more urban, a little more adult. Mm -hmm. 
So now the shop's shades of gray, um, slate quate tables, um, slate countertop. You know, we kind of just updated the feel. Um, yeah. High top tables where adults could sit and a booth. Um, and, and that's been, that's really worked for us. We're really, the place feels very comfortable and I think our customers feel that. Yeah, great. The, the uh, ice cream itself now, I mean, I know, uh, tell, us, tell us the story behind that. I mean, how do you make it? You make everything mm -hmm. yourself. We do. Uh, so not just ice cream, but gelato too. And uh, what do you got? Yeah, so what yeah. Are your, what are your many flavors? <laughs> we, um, we make everything in the shop. Uh, we have, I, I, I don't keep track of it anymore, but we have over 100 different flavors that we do in rotation. Some of them we retire, we retire for a time, and then we're always doing new things. Um, we do 24 flavors every day, so there's a constant rotation. Yeah. Um, uh, in 2017, my business partner, Candace, who we talked about before you turned on, um, Candace, I, I bought the shop in 2015, um, had no idea how to run an ice cream shop. Yeah. Part of the transaction with Lynn and her sister-in-law was that they had to teach me the business for three months. Okay. So yeah. I, I've learned everything from then and then, you know, have just evolved. But we, uh, Candace had an idea that we were um, not serving customers who couldn't do dairy. You know, we would frequently get groups that would come in and one of them would be like, do you have anything dairy free? Yeah. And occasionally we'd have a sorbet or something like that, but it wasn't much. And Candace had the idea and did the research and we found a company that made a dairy-free gelato out of uh, a mix out of Florida, and we started it. We do a coconut base and an oat base, um, and it's been terrific. So mm. we do six flavors of that. Yeah. And most vegans or dairy-free folks will tell you if they go somewhere, they might find a flavor. Right. They very rarely find you know six flavors at once. So you're six. You have six flavors of dairy-free. Always. always. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, and that's been terrific. Um, Something that didn't occur to me initially, but has since become clear, is uh, adding the gelato didn't eat into our ice cream business. Oh, right. It only added to your total business. <laughs> it only added to our yeah, total, because yeah, now yeah. we're getting 10 to 20% customers who never would have bought anything in our shop before. Right. So it was a it was a true growth opportunity, and it just feels good, because you're not disappointing people who are sure. there with a group after dinner, and somebody's yeah. like, I can't have. Yeah. Oh, yes, you can. It's right over you here. Get, yeah. get it for you. Yeah. Uh, you also do specialty flavors when, you know, events happen. Yeah. I have getting a, ready for garlic and I, bacon. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a, a client who is a, who is in garlic ice cream is like, she, I think she bought the Seriously? last gallon. She bought the last gallon or two from you last, <laughs> last year. Uh, you know, so garlic ice cream, yeah. uh, I'm sure you do bacon as well. And bacon as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's something that. I never would have thought, but you know, we jumped in. Well, and bacon fest, everything bacon. Everything bacon. And uh, you know, Lynn had done it too, so she taught me. Um, and then we've just kind of evolved it on our own. We actually won the Dangerous Desserts Contest for Garlic Fest three times. Did you? Yeah, because mm -hmm. we've, we've done a pesto ice cream. We've done a, um, uh, uh, a guacamole ice cream, mm. served, served it with chips from Arts East and Salsa. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've done, we, it, we've had fun with it, and people really respond to it. But the day after Garlic Fest, she can't give it away. Okay. <laughs> so, right. so, so anything that's so, left over. After this one, I'll send her back. <laughs> send make her sure back. she like, cleans, cleans you out, because she will. Yeah. Um, 
is that the weirdest one you've done, like guacamole or? Yeah. I mean, I, I say weird. I haven't, I haven't tasted it, so I really don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not the guy to taste it. I love garlic, but it, the idea of it in my ice cream, I'm, I'm not really the best taste tester. Yeah. So we let other folks on staff do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are some of the most unique ones. Um, we've done, uh, like, a raspberry garlic. Uh, the bacon flavors are interesting, too. I have a partnership with Two Rivers. I buy the bacon through them. They cook it down for me. Oh, okay. And then I comp them some ice cream. Um, and then we do anywhere from four to six bacon flavors every year. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, meat and ice cream, I, I don't know, but it, it is good. You know, we've yeah. done a bourbon bacon. We've done uh, maple bacon. It's always a favorite. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. you know, we have fun with it. It's th Those festivals are a lot of fun. We got smart three or four years ago, pre-COVID. We used to scoop to order all those ice creams, but it became so overwhelming during the festivals, particularly Bacon Fest. Yeah. Um, we've, in recent years, pre-scooped them into cups. We do samplers. So you can get all four garlic flavors or all four oh, bacon okay. flavors yeah. in a sampler. They're already scooped. We just hand you the cup. Gets a lot more people through, and I don't exhaust myself and my staff. Right. Sure. Uh, uh, a couple things came to mind. Uh, one, when we were talking about flavors... Are, did you did you look up recipes or do you, are you making up recipes as you do this? We make up recipes all the time, or I do, in in collaboration with Candace and her daughters. If somebody has an idea, sure, we'll try that. I mean, it's easy. Like right now, we've done this one before, but right now we're doing Shoals apple butter and Shoals peach butter from oh, Shoals. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we like to collaborate with local businesses and use some of their stuff. Um, we do custom flavors for Amans. We do four Indian-based flavors for them that we don't sell in the shop. We only sell it to them. Yeah. And that was fun to do. Um, well, you know, going on, I mean, I, that was the other question I had is you do supply ice cream and, right. or indoor gelato to businesses around. Right. Um, how'd that get going? And, and Lynn had already done it. In fact, that was the only part of the business Lynn kept going all year long was making ice cream for restaurants. Oh, okay. Because she can, you know, you can't do that seasonally. Right. Um, so she was always making ice cream in the off season. But we've continued that and expanded it. We get inquiries. You know, the Amans folks, when they moved downtown from 248, mm -hmm. approached us. And uh, that was a nice collaboration. Um, we recently started collaborating with Bayou. Yeah. We're doing an ice cream with their cornbread. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so we do that kind of thing all the time. We're at, I'm, I'm not going to remember the whole list, but we're at Third and Ferry and Ocean and Mesa and Amans and Bayou and River Grill and Two Rivers. Um, yeah, they're, and, they're, and they're such great people to work with, you know. We, yeah, we have a great business community. We really do, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you know, so that's built up. Well, that certainly doesn't hurt your business, you know, being a supplier as right. well to restaurants. Well, and it's the, the other part that you don't necessarily think of is, is they're paying me to advertise my ice cream on their menu. Right. So yeah. customers go in and are like, oh, Bank Street Creamery, where's that? And some, a lot of them will, instead of the two or three, or in the case of Third and Ferry, the six choices they have there, they'll walk over and see our 24 choices. So right. it brings them into the shop. Yeah. Oh, we're at Oak as well, so that's another nice one for us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll just sell all the restaurants downtown. Uh, okay, you know, that's that's kind of a scoop, no pun intended, mm -hmm. on, on your business. Uh, let's talk about you, Brooks. Oh, okay. So, uh, how did how did you get into the ice cream 
<laughs> feels. Actually, well, uh, um, I'm going to back up. Good. Sure. I'm going to back up. Good. Let's let's go with. Uh, are you local? I mean, did you grow up here? I'm a Wilson kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, born in '61. Born and raised in Wilson. Went to Wilson High, class of '79. Yep. Okay. Uh, left for college, and uh, joined the Coast Guard after that. Yeah. And was away. F- other than having family here, was away for you know 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you move back? I moved back to buy the shop. Oh, okay. Um, so this was 2015. 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, you know, you asked me before we turned on the mics. You know, was it inspiration? And my response was, it was more desperation. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's that's true. I was. Um, I was living in Maryland, where I retired from my Coast Guard career. I did 22 years in the Coast Guard. Wow. Okay. And then eight years of consulting after that, which I hated every minute of. What, what consulting? How? What? Uh, consulting back to the Coast Guard and Navy, okay. using my using my active duty experience to then get hired back. You know, the the revolving door of of being a contractor and sure and helping Coast Guard run projects. I liked being in uniform. I did not like being a consultant, okay. but it paid the bills. You know, yeah. we got my kids through school, and and um, but that work dried up for me, and I found myself in 2014 unemployed in Maryland, going through a separation and divorce. Yeah, um, and uh, kind of a funny story. I, I think I'd been unemployed maybe eight months and, and things were getting a little tight. I had my pension, my Coast Guard pension, so we weren't desperate, but yeah. um, I was started entertaining um, businesses I could do in my own. And mm-hmm. I let my sister know who, who lives here in Easton that, that I was looking. Um, my sister, Bobby, has lived above the creamery since 2001. Oh, really? She calls me on a Thursday and said, uh, the creamery's for sale. I said, I'll be up tomorrow. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I drove up, uh, met with Lynn and uh, and Danny Cohen, and uh, decided that this felt right, and I need something to do, yeah. and uh, made her a full-price offer with the condition that she spend three months teaching me how to run the ice cream business. Right. okay, yeah, and, uh, and, that, and that's how it started, and uh, it, it's, um, it was difficult, but I feel so fortunate. Um, I really love the business. Mm. Uh, I love being my own boss. Um, It's it's a family business. Uh, Candace says my business partner and her her two daughters, Teresa, has worked for us for seven years as assistant manager. And her youngest daughter, Maisie, um, is now making ice cream for us in gelato. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, wonderful being able to work with them. We have a great group of teenagers that we hire in the summer, yeah. all good kids. Um, and it's the kind of business where everybody's happy. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> you can't really be a grump, grumpy, you know, ice cream. No, and, you know, we, we have a good product and it's a friendly atmosphere. And, and, and literally, I can count on one finger, you know, the number of disgruntled customers that we'll have in a year. It just, it just doesn't happen. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, every day you get to feel good about what you're doing. Yeah, well, you can't ask for much more than that. No. That's great. Uh, so you've, you know, in 2015, I, I actually moved here 2015. Oh, okay. Heather and I did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in just the time, I guess it's eight years, uh, in, in the last eight years, the change in, in Easton has been really dramatic. And it's still continuing. And, it, and it's still changing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very dramatic. What do you... How have you felt about it? What, what have you noticed in the changes? And uh, 
what do you think about you know the future and all everything? Tell me about your thoughts on Easton. Oh yeah, well, um, it's funny. My uh, although I grew up in Wilson, my dad worked in the Alpha Building. His, oh really? Yeah. My whole my whole life until he passed. Um, he was on the fourth floor looking out at the circle. Oh sure. Yeah. And uh, only locals who have been here a long time remember that the Crayola cafeteria now used to be Forrest shoe store just a local shoe store with a horse mm -hmm. in the basement that you could ride on as a kid and my dad did <laughs> really? part-time work there on the weekends yeah so you know we were downtown people and at the time Easton was a thriving downtown we're talking early mid 60s sure yeah um and then uh in you know my my perspective is that the malls happened Right. When I was in yeah. high school, you know, Palmer Park Mall opened and it sucked businesses out of the downtown mm. and uh, and Easton went into a long decline. Yeah. I had a job at the mall and a shoe store. So right. um, and now you're seeing that pendulum swing back. You know, the malls are suffering. Easton's doing great. It's a yeah. very vibrant downtown. I give the mayor a lot of credit. Um, I think he's done a terrific job mm -hmm. advocating um, for the for the city. Um, Obviously, the you know the people like Lynn, who I bought the shop from, who took a risk of opening an ice cream shop in '98. The rest of Bank Street was boarded up. Um, oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, the people who who took those early risks and hung on, uh, everybody's benefiting from it now, yeah. and and it's just accelerating. You know, they're taking down our parking garage right now, and the and right. the marquee is going to go in there, and yeah. then you've got the Confluence and the Commodore. You know, so much growth. So much growth. Um, and we see it in the foot traffic. We see it in the people who come to town. I think another piece of it that um, some people don't recognize, uh, but I'm a big advocate of, is, is the college. Yeah. Um, there was a quote in the paper that um, I, uh, I read years ago that I, I, I don't attribute it to myself, but someone said Easton used to be a town with a college, and now it's a college town. And I, and I think that's true. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, there was no reason for college kids to come off the hill. And they right. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're, they're our best customer base in, in the off season, in the fall and winter. Right. Yeah. Um, and the college has done a great job partnering with the city, you know, as they've developed the campus down into the, the city. The city itself, yeah. And now the new stairway and ramp right. uh, is just encourages the kids to be part of the city. Yeah. And I think that's great for us. And I think it's great for the college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we get, um, we can always, I can always tell you get the parent with the kid who comes into the ice cream shop. They look a little confused at the right age. And I'm like, college visit? I'm like, yeah, college visit. Yeah. And uh, I always try to sell them on the city. You know, yeah. you know, where else are you looking? Oh, Villanova, Lehigh. It's like, you know what those places don't have? I'm like, what? I was like, this ice cream shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's great. Yeah, uh, it, it you know the the growth is is something. You know, of course, I, I think for all of our businesses, I mean, we're all hopeful um, that the the growth will influence our you know get more people downtown. I mean, it's certainly going to be more people downtown, mm -hmm. but more people, more foot traffic. You know, just for all the businesses downtown. So right. I, I anticipate it being a really good thing with all that, um, and certainly our fingers are crossed and hoping it heads that direction. Uh, what haven't we talked about? Is there hmm. something else you'd like to, I mean, this could be personal. This can be about your business, about, about East End. Uh, um, anything we haven't covered 
I should look at my sheet you had me fill out. I don't think there's <laughs> anything on it that I haven't haven't me, spoken uh, to it yeah. at least a little bit. Um, no, I just feel, um, you know, having embarked on a career that took me away, um, lived in other places. I've been in Milwaukee and New York and D.C. and Baltimore. Um, it's 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 been a nice homecoming coming back to Easton mm -hmm. and to um, be part of its uh, resurgence. Yeah, um, it feels good. Um, like I said, the business community that I deal with, they're just all terrific. Yeah. Um, not a bad apple in the bunch. Uh, we're just very fortunate. And uh, like I said, I feel fortunate to be able to kind of control my own destiny um, mm -hmm. and work with Candace and, and, and Teresa and, and Maisie and, and the other kids. Uh, you know, we're running a family business and it just feels fantastic. And I feel so lucky. Yeah. 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 That and, and honestly, that's part of the feel of Easton, I think, yeah. is, is that, yeah, you know, it is, there are a lot of family businesses, there are a lot of, uh, you know, it is this, this essentially this single owner thing, we don't have the franchises, you know, it right. really is mom that's and pop, right. and, uh, and everybody's in, sort of in that same boat, you know, and you can share that experience, you know, that we, you know, when you're having troubles, there are other people who have been through it, and you can reach out. Yep, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Ben. I, I, I'm drawing a blank book. I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. We, we cover it. We cover it. Uh, anyway, so you know, to the audience, you know, if you haven't been down to Bank Street Creamery, you need to hit that up because 24 flavors and six, you know, of ice cream and and six flavors of gelato hanging there waiting for you. Yeah. And with the heat we've been having, you know, now's the time to jump. On. Well, it, it, there's always a time to jump on it because it's that's right. There's no season. It's, that's right. It's forever. That's right. Uh, well, I want to thank you, Brooks, for agreeing to be on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, and, Mark. Uh, it's always good to, you know, I like this too, because, you know, even though we've known each other for quite a while. Right. We've never getting, really sat down and had a chat We've never really before. sat down and had a chat, and it's good to get to know people better. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate so, that very thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton, PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.